There are a lot of things uh, going on this uh, quarter. There are a few interesting developments. The AI industry is moving fast. There are the financials from many companies. The ad industry is slowing down. What's going on? Let me give you a commentary on uh, some of the key news that in this mess and this noise uh, can actually help you uh, make a little bit of uh, sense of what's going on right now. Now, it was interesting to me to look uh, into like uh, Facebook like meta numbers to uh, to actually understand how expensive is the metaverse right now. Indeed, uh, uh, you know, Meta announced the, its financials just a few days back, and uh, we already knew that the metaverse uh, endeavor was uh, extremely expensive. But uh, again, in 2022, the Reality Labs segment generated uh, a bit over two billion dollars in revenues, while actually burned uh, over 13, almost 14 billion dollars in uh, in, uh, in losses. There is also an additional point here, which is actually revenues for the segment also slew down from 2.3 billion almost in 2021 to actually uh, 2.2 billion almost in 2022. Uh, so this, uh, as you can imagine, for a company that is spending billions of dollars in the metaverse and that has seen its capital expenditure skyrocket in the last two years since uh, it actually pivoted to the metaverse, that's uh, very bad news. and. Um, Indeed, uh, if we look at the capital expenditure of uh, Meta uh, from uh, 2020, which was over 15 billions to the expected in 2023, which might be uh, over 39 billions, you understand the huge amount of pressure that Metaverse is putting on Meta and also the disappointing results that the company is getting with slow uh, revenue slowing down in the segment. And this is a huge, huge point to understand because um, Right now, uh, with the advertising industry slowing down for the first time in, in actually uh, probably a decade, uh, and uh, Facebook revenue slowing down as well, since the company indeed recorded 116.6 billion in revenues in 2022 total revenues. And you know, let's remember that uh, uh, over 97% uh, of uh, Facebook meta revenues come from, uh, from advertising, compared to uh, 117, almost 118 billion in total revenues for the previous year. So for the first time in the uh, you know in the history of uh, of of Meta of Facebook revenues have uh, slowed down and actually its uh, uh, income uh, net income structure has also uh, had a huge huge hit moving from uh, uh, almost 40 billions in 2021 to over 23 billions in uh, 2022. Huge huge drop. So again, uh, the interesting part is uh, yesterday the title, uh, even though uh, the, the bad news, um, the title uh, skyrocketed with a 26% increase uh, in, uh, in a single day. And of course, uh, you know, here the question comes to mind, that comes to mind is, uh, is the market dumb? Well, in reality, the market had already discounted the massive losses uh, of the metaverse that was going to cost to, to, to meta in general. So the amount of money that the company spent on it was uh, expected. Of course, uh, the slowdown in revenues was also kind of expected given the uh, current scenario in the digital advertising ecosystem. But uh, in, additional, in addition to that, uh, after all the mass layoff that uh, Meta has performed in the last month, 
in the last months, actually Zuckerberg called 2023 as the year of efficiency, which makes us think that actually, uh, you know, Meta in the short term may be cutting a lot of expenses when it comes to the to the metaverse. So the interesting part is, of course, if you're Zuckerberg, you cannot say, you know, I was wrong about the metaverse and therefore I'm going to just cut the expenses there. What you're going to say is, which is what we what he said, is that our long term focus is still the metaverse, but in the short term, we're going to do something else. That's the interesting part again if you if you do understand that if you're a business leader and you spend like billions of dollars into the metaverse and um, those if you wish have been wasted so far you cannot say now i'm going to change focus i'm going to say this is my focus in long term but in the short term i'm going to focus on something else now again the metaverse is getting slightly deprioritized in the short term uh, and uh, I believe also in the long run, uh, but uh, it's going to be still a primary focus for the company. But right now, uh, there was also this uh, huge uh, increase in the stock, also thanks to uh, the, the euphoria that it was in the market to the, due to the American Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, which only announced uh, uh, a 25 basis points increase in interest rates instead of a 50 that was what, uh, for instance, the market would have expected as a bad news if this happened. Now. There is a last key point here, which connects to the AI news of today, uh, which is the fact that uh, in reality, uh, another thing that actually might have pushed, uh, you know, the stock of Meta forward is the fact that Zuckerberg announced that in the short term, he's going to be focusing a huge amount of resources of its uh, AI internal teams, not only for discovery, which is what has been done so far by Meta in terms of AI. So how do I push you? Uh, more uh, stuff like reels uh, into your experience into generative AI. So he said that um, uh, Meta is ready to tackle the generative AI race and he wants to make Meta a leader in that space. As you can imagine, that has created a huge euphoria, just that announcement. Now, what other news are we mentioning here today? Um, first of all, an incredible stat, uh, stat an incredible statistic that uh, ChatGPT might have reached 100 million users. Remember, in two months, in, if, you, if you think about it and put it a little bit into context, TikTok probably reached uh, the same amount of users in, uh, in um, nine months. So if you think about how fast this is going, this is huge. No one would have expected such an inflection point. In addition to that, uh, ChatGPT finally also officially announced a, a $20 per month plan. This is an interesting price point as it shows that OpenAI wants to keep the tool uh, of course, it's uh, if you wish, like the the tool, it's uh, is going to be highly uh, useful for B two B professionals. But it's interesting this price point because because it shows that uh, you know they want to make it uh, into a consumer tool. Because if you wish, this is a sort of Netflix uh, subscription plan. I mean, it's not that far from it. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, this sort of plan can work to actually bring a lot of people in. But another key point here is that, of course, we can imagine the future ChatGPT also becoming uh, more, um, you know, a higher tier premium version. So if the premium version right now is called Plus, you know, in the future we might have another version which is, uh, uh, which is, you know. Um, 
more powerful than the plus version that it may cost more and that uh, in addition to just having uh, the the ability to simply run uh, chat gpt in um, in 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 times when there is a there is a, a lot of requests is going to have also additional features uh, for for b2b users so for instance imagine the case of a chat gpt which has been verticalized for various use cases like coding or like content generation and all those things and therefore it can become like a B2B tool for which I guess you know um, a professional may be able also to pay 100 bucks per month even, even more and that one can become really the cash cow for, for the company. Another interesting announcement that there was today is the uh, OpenAI which uh, released this week the uh, an AI detection tool and you know I've, been, I've seen a lot of comments about that uh, a lot of comments also how they were highlighting that uh, the game was over for uh, AI content creators and you know this uh, sort of uh, I'm always skeptical when I hear these kind of things because when it comes to the AI detection this is a cat and mouse game actually uh, when what matters when it comes to detecting AI content is actually the classification model underlying that and of course if you are OpenAI you do have an advantage because you do understand large language models and therefore you also have the resources to spend into developing a proper classification model to actually detect AI now if you were the only large language model on the market able to uh, to to actually produce AI generated content through, for instance, ChatGPT. Of course, you do have a huge advantage to catch uh, AI content. But also in that case, if an AI dev developer builds on top of, uh, let's say, ChatGPT, uh, two or three engines that will reshuffle the content, change the content, and there uh, check for grammar and do like spelling and other stuff. As you can imagine, these uh, stylistic adjustments that those engines will do on top of what ChatGPT does might also well make, um, uh, you know, the, the content as fresh content, and therefore very hard to uh, to to actually catch for for um, an AI detection tool. Of course, there is the other advantage where uh, OpenAI can release, as they actually announce, a sort of watermark within the code. But also there, it may be possible for some other, uh, you know, software AI tool to actually reshuffle that to to make it as a as a sort of new content which is hard to catch. Meaning that what I'm saying is, AI detection is uh, one of the hardest, uh, you know, endeavors of, uh, of uh, this, uh, this industry. It's going to be a cat and mouse game, and the ability to catch AI content is never going to be 100% accurate. So be careful when you're also using those tools to actually believe 100% of what they say. The best thing, of course, is to simply uh, leverage on multiple tools and uh, uh, just make sure that, for instance, if uh, uh, an AI content is uh, getting 100% or 90% score on different AI tools, then you have the certainty that, for instance, that to almost the certainty that that uh, content has been generated with AI, but otherwise you will always have the doubt on whether or not if the score is much lower, let's say like 50 or 60%. So it's very important to understand that those tools uh, can help, but uh, they are not 100% accurate, even if this is coming from OpenAI, as they explained on their own website. Now, another interesting news is the fact that Microsoft is moving very, very fast in um, 
integrating uh, you know OpenAI technology into its own products it seems that uh, it is starting from uh, teams and then looking for other things for instance right now Microsoft might be integrating uh, you know uh, OpenAI into teams through like uh, summary features and stuff like that so really a few uh, utilities that um, make us wonder whether Microsoft is able to transform its uh, boring uh, products into cool products with the infusion of AI that's uh, still a question mark we'll see but uh, the the adoption of Microsoft OpenAI technology and the huge adoption of ChatGPT has awakened the uh, sleepy giant, the AI sleepy giant, Google. It's interesting because it seems there is a news that um, uh, co-founder of uh, Google, Sergey Brin, was reviewing the base code for uh, Lambda, which is the large language model underlying everything Google does. So look at Lambda almost like as a, the GPT-3 counterpart. So it's going to be like really the foundation for anything that Google is going to do in any space, also for developing like a chat GPT-like tool. So it's going to be interesting because if that's the case, it means that this, uh, as we know, as a huge, huge priority. But if uh, Brin and Page are on top of it, then uh, it means that Google is, is preparing a, a you know, very fast and a strong response. And this is interesting because it connects also with the other uh, part of uh, the financial news that uh, Google has announced yesterday, where uh, in the fourth quarter of 2022, all the segments have slowed down, uh, everything from search ads and uh, Google network uh, advertising. The only segment that actually uh, was uh, strong in terms of revenue was actually Google Cloud, even though it's very important to remind that Google Cloud, uh, Google Cloud runs at uh, negative margins because uh, on the one side, of course, the infrastructure is quite expensive to maintain. On the other side, in order for Google to win cloud deals, it has to actually en engage sometimes in price wars and also deals wars with other players like AWS or Microsoft Azure. Therefore, you do understand uh, this connects to the other point, uh, point about uh, AI business models. You do understand how important is the cloud segment for Google and for other companies like Microsoft, because within the cloud segment is where you develop AI supercomputers, which is where uh, it's uh, it's the underlying infrastructure of all large language models and is the infrastructure that enables actually those companies in the future to become and to stay relevant in, uh, in on top of the industry, because whoever is going to have uh, the most powerful uh, AI supercomputer is going to be able also to move faster in terms of uh, the AI race and therefore also to move to uh, things like multimodality and uh, do uh, many more things on top of the current uh, AI paradigm. Now, uh, again, this is uh, quite interesting because uh, I explained how right now ChatGPT is trapped into a web app uh, which uh, really is not doing anything else other than uh, giving you answers on a huge amount of topics, but imagine the case where ChatGPT starts to be connected to the web and there are already a few applications that have been developed for that and that actually ChatGPT becomes a sort of interface for everything that you try to do. So you are able to insert a tooling into ChatGPT where ChatGPT is able to use many, many different tools to, uh, to um, actually um, enhance your productivity. If that is the case, then ChatGPT can become a tool from uh, going from 100 million to a billion users across uh, worldwide. And the interesting part is that this is both a consumer tool and a B2B tool. So that's why the AI race is moving much, much uh, you know, faster. And we're going to see the development in the coming weeks on many more interesting stuff uh, going on. But right now, the, those are the most interesting news for, for the last weeks.